We're going to be learning about the Sichas Chelus. Aleph, the second Sicha for Parshas Yisrael. So in this Sicha, we're going to be discussing the idea of Yichan Shem Yisrael that the Yidden can um, with Achtes before the giving of the Torah. The second Sicha is going to be focusing on how the Mechilta explains this pasuk. In the first Sicha in Chelus Chabal, it focuses on Rashi's interpretation. In our Sicha, it's going to focus more on the Mechilta. So Mechilta tells us that usually in the Torah it tells us when it talks about the Yidin traveling or camping, it uses the Lashon Rad, the Yisu, the Yachinu. The reasoning is because they would travel with Mathlikas and they would camp Mathlikas. But over here it uses the Lashon Yachav, Yichan. Why? Because over here, Hushfu Lelechav. So Mechilta is telling us that from this, that usually the Torah uses a Lashon Rabin, the reason why it uses the Lashon Rabin of travel and camping, it's because there was a Mathlikas between them. There was arguments between the Bnei Yisrael. But over here, there was a Chiddush. Over here, the Chiddush was, there was Achtas. Therefore, it says, Ve'yichan sham Yisrael Rashi doesn't learn that way. Rashi holds that that's, this, that the Torah sometimes will use a Be'yachnu, a Lashon Rabin, or sometimes it'll use a Lashon Yachid, Be'yichan, doesn't prove that there was arguments or not. Rather, the Torah, when it talks about a large group of people, sometimes it will use an expression of Lashon Rabin, and sometimes it will use a Lashon Yachid. And the reasoning is, what's the Kalal, according to Rashi, according to Pshutish Mikra, is that you could always use a Lashon Rabin when we're talking about a lot of people. A lot of people, you could always use a Lashon Rabin because Papel, Pshutay, there are a lot of people. But when will the Torah use a Lashon Yachid? It's when you have a large group of people that are doing the same thing. For example, when it says that the Yar Yisrael, when Yidin saw that the Mitzrim were Neismachrin, that the Yidin saw that the Mitzrim were traveling after them. He uses a Lashon Yachin. Why? It's because they're all doing the same thing. They all saw the Mitzrim traveling after them. So we're talking about a Pe'ula, an action. When it talks about a lot of people, you can use a Lashon Yachin if they're all doing the same thing. Masha Enke, if, they're, if it's talking about a, something that, that they're either doing differently, or we're talking about an Inyam, which is a, something which is Tali B'Machshava, or Tali B'Sheifa, Tali desire or intention, or thought process, then the Torah will use a Lashon Rabbah. Because each one is doing something differently. They're, they're, they're thinking in a different way. They're preparing in a different way. They're, they, have a diff- they all have different desires. Then the Torah, when it talks about a lot of people, has to use a Lashon Rabbah. So that, therefore, whenever the Torah is talking about Inyam Shal Kavana, the Torah will use a Lashon Rabbah um, when it's talking about a large group of people. It cannot use a Lashon Yachid. Again, a Lashon Yachid is only if this large group of people are doing a, a Maisa Papel, which is the same. Therefore, jumping to our parsha, technically, when it says Be'yichin Sham Yisrael, that's not really an issue. Since they're all camping, that makes a lot of sense. You're talking about a large group of people, so you could say Be'yichin. Similarly, when it says Be'yachinu in many other places, that's also not a problem, because we're talking about a lot of people. Of course, you can use the Lashon Rabbin. The problem that Rashi has is, is that in our Pasuk, it tells the task twice. It says, this again, this is Parakutas, Pasuk based. It says, Be'yachinu Be'yavayu They came to Midbar Sinai, Be'yachinu Be'yavayu, they camped in the desert. Then Be'yichan Shem Yisrael Nagadahar tells us the second time Be'yichan Shem Yisrael Nagadahar. Why is he telling us twice? So, so the way how Rashi learns it is that the first time is telling us the action, that they camped there. They camped in Midbar, in, in the Midbar Sinai. And what's the second time? The second time is telling us how they started to prepare for Matan Tair. What was the first preparation they had? That the Yidin camped across from the mountain, which was, we're saying, to the east of the mountain, that they were on the east side facing the west. So they were on the east of the mountain, they were facing towards the mountain, so they would have been facing towards the west. 
which would have been the eastern uh, face of the mountain. So that was the first preparation that they had. So when we're talking about an Indian of Ahana preparing for Mount Taira, they sh- each individual should have been different. They're starting to prepare. The first step of preparing was that they're camping across the Mount Taira, and there's also spiritual things which are spiritual Ahanas which are going on uh, starting at that point in time. Why would the Taira use a Lashon Yachin? Over here would have been more Pophiyachin, that since they're camping across the entire Sinai, they're getting ready for the giving of the Torah, each one would have, would have gotten ready, each one according to his madrega. So Lashon Yachid is not appropriate in this particular situation. Therefore, Rashi says from this that the Torah nonetheless tells us, Be'yichan Shom Yisrael, it uses Lashon Yachid to tell us a Chiddush, that over here was Here they did have this level of unity, and they did have a Levacha, they did have one opinion. So according to Rashi, Usually, when it says viyasu, viyisu, viyatnu, we can't learn anything from their, was their machoikis or not. And even from the Arpasik, viyichan sham Yisrael, from the words viyichan Yisrael, the Lashon Yachad of viyichan tells us that by Mahar Sinai, there was something special. What about in all other places? Again, we don't know. The Chaira and all other places, it would have been neutral. No fighting, but at the same time, not this great level of Achus. But the Pasik tells us an extra word. It says, V'yichan Shom Yisrael. Why did the Torah need to add the word Shom there? You already know where they are. They're in the Midbar. They're crossing the mountain. The word Shom is Etra. Therefore, Rashi learns that the word Shom is to tell us that in all other places, not only did they not have the special level of Aftus, but on the contrary, Sharkal Hachaniyos was Besar Umais Machlai, because all other uh, camps, encampments were involved with grumbling and quarreling, arguments and, and complaining. So it's from the word Shum that tells us that Shum is telling us that not only in all other places that they not did they not have Kishacha Balevacha, but on the contrary, they had the opposite of Kishacha Balevacha. That they didn't have Kishacha, which is the idea of Akhus between the Yidin, rather there was Tarumas. And they didn't have Balevacha, which is one opinion, one heart meaning is one drive, one opinion, rather it was Mamachlikas. So according to Rashi, it, 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 it's understood. With what the Pasik is coming to tell us, um, that basically from the rest of the, that, how they, the Chiddush is that, um, the Chiddush is that over here they had a level of Achdus, Masha Enke, and all other places they did not. And that's how we talk about it. That's the Chiddush. And all other places, it would not have been that way. But if you look at the Mechilta, Mechilta is very difficult to understand. Mechilta is learning that in all other places there was arguments. V'yisu, v'yatim, that was Pashat. Since it always says V'yisu, v'yatim, that means there was always a Machlechus. What's the Chiddush? The Chiddush is that over here they had this level of Achus. But the Shaila is, according to Mechilta, why is he learning V'yisu, v'yatim, to tell us that they always had Machlechus? V'yisu, v'yatim is, is, as we just explained, according to Rashi, Pshatesh Mikra, it just means that there's a lot of people traveling or camping. How do we know that they're arguing? The Vart of Rashi seems very, not just Pshute Shamikra, but it seems very logically sound. That you always use a Lashon Rabin when you're talking about a lot of people. How do you know the Yisu means they're traveling, just means Kapshute. They were traveling, they were camping. Why would you think that means that they're arguing and fighting with each other? Even a Drasha needs to have some type of Remus, some type of Yit or something extra in the Pasuk that's telling us that there was something different over here. How, do, how does the Mechilta get from the words V'yisu V'yachman, which just means that, that a lot of people are traveling or, or camping, that they were fighting with each other? Second of all, according to the Mechilta, the Mechilta writes on the Pasuk, V'yisu V'nei Yisrael, Maram Sukasa, 
that they did a Kaharafayim Nasa B'nei Yisrael Ramses HaSukkos, that the Yidu were able to travel from Ramses to Sukkos in a moment, a Kaharafayim. Like Haim HaShunem, even though there was a very great distance from Ramses to Sukkos, I believe it was 150 mil, they were able to do it in Kaharafayim. So according to the Mechilta, it uses the Lashon Rabbim, the Yisru B'nei Yisrael, the Yidin travel, Lashon Rabbim. So according to the Mechilta, that means they were fighting Kaharif Ayayim. How did they fight in the, it, it took a Kaharif Ayayim, this whole traveling. How could they have been fighting Kaharif Ayayim? They wouldn't have even had time to fight at that, at that moment of time. Third question would be, is according to the Mechilta, what does he use the word Shem for in the Pasuk? Yichan Shem Yisrael. According to Rashi, we're saying, all other places would have been neutral. The Yichan tells us that there's something special here. And then Shamas kind of tells that other places, not only were they not neutral, but rather they were also fighting and arguing. But according to the Chilta, he's saying the Yisub Yachnu is telling us that, of course, always they were fighting, there was always fights going on between the B'nai Yisrael. Then we have Arpatsik to tell us that there was a Chidash, the Yichan Yisrael, that there was Achdus over there. But what does the word Sham come to tell us? So the Rebbe does point out in R9 that there's different Gersois in the Mechilta. According to one Gersois in the Mechilta, it actually tells us what Sham is for. That Mechilta writes that Sham is coming to tell us that they were there for a long period of time. That they spent a, a large period of time at that camp. The Yichan Sham, they camped there, meaning that they spent a large amount of time across the mountain, which was one year minus 10 days because they arrived there at Rosh Sivan and they left Chafir. But according to the other Gersois, so what, is, what is the word Sham coming to tell us? So the explanation is that the Mechilta and Rashi learn, uh, have a different purpose. Rashi's purpose and his way of writing is always to tell us the pshat. Therefore, when he mentions the word machlekes or ta'umais, he means that pshat. He means literally arguing and quarreling and complaining that there's literal fights between the B'nai Israel. Therefore, Rashi would tell us from the word v'yisu v'yachanu, there's no reason to assume that there was fighting and quarreling between them. Why would you think that? So the, it's only because there's an extra word, Cham, in our Pasek, it tells us that there was fighting. Mashiach, according to Mechilta, when he says the Lashon of Machlekes, he doesn't mean Machlekes Mechilta is a Medrash. He's not telling us that it was a Machlekes Kipshutai. Rather, when he says Machlekes, it means it was the opposite of Leidachat. It was the opposite. Uh, there were many opinions. Meaning is that by Matan Torah, there was a Chiddush, Hushu Leidachah, that they all had one opinion, and all had one heart, one opinion, and one desire for Matan Torah. Mashenkein, usually, there was arguments, meaning is that there were many different opinions and many different um, ways of looking at things. So according to Mechilta, Machlekes is, is not a, something, a special type of argument, like the Machlekes of Kairach, you know, a, 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 an argument that was happening by the Bnei Yisrael. What the Mechilta just trying to say is that Machloikis in the Lashon of Chuluke Deis, different opinions. Chuluke Deis is something which is natural. As we know, we make a bracha, Chacham Arazim, we see 600,000 people, because just like their faces are not the same, Kachin Deis, same Shabbos, also their opinions are not the same. So having different opinions is something which is natural. So when the Mechilta is saying that all other places says the Yisu V'yachnu, he's not trying to tell us that from the words the Yisu V'yachnu, you're able to learn out of Chiddush that there was arguments. No, he's saying, all other places, of course, there was uh, differences of, of, of opinions, because that's something which is natural. Therefore, when the Pasuk is saying the Yisu, they traveled, they camped, it's not telling us a Chiddush that they were, it's just telling us that there were a lot of people there. That the Yisu, that there was a lot of people traveling, there was a lot of people camping, so automatically if we know that if there's a lot of people doing something, there's going to be different opinions and different uh, life goals between these peoples. 
So it's not from the word Yisu the Yachni that tells us that they have different opinions. No, it's the word Yisu just tells us that there were a lot of people there. And since there were a lot of people, automatically we know that there's going to be different, many different opinions. But the Chiddush, the Matan Torah was that it says Vayicha. Why is it saying Vayicha? We're talking about many people. So if there's many people, shouldn't there use the Lashem Yachni to tell us that they had many different opinions? So therefore, over here, the Mechot is trying to tell us that there was a Chiddush, that even though there were a lot of people, but it was one opinion. So the Pasuk, the Chiddush of our Pasuk is when it says Vayichan, even though it's talking about a lot of people, it's trying to tell us a Chiddush that they were, that they were like one person, that they only had one opinion. So the Chort and the Chilton, when you use the Lashem Rabbim, that's Kiprut, there are a lot of people, and therefore there's a lot of opinions. Over here, it says Vayichan, why would they use that by a, 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 a Rabbim, by a, a large uh, amount of people? Rather, it's trying to hint to us that there was a Chiddush over here, which was that there was, um, that there was Achdus. And what was Pa'il this Achdus? The Pa'il the Achdus was, as the Medrash brings, Yichan Shom Yisrael Negadahar, because they were across from Matan Terah, that the Terah was able to be Pa'il on them, a Shalom Neshleimus, an Achdus more between them. So now we can also understand why the Mechilta said that even when it says that Yisu Meramsek L'Sukhasa, and which was, the traveling was, terrifying, still it uses being Yisu, because it doesn't mean that arguing in How could you argue in, in, in Kaharifayim? Rather, it's just trying to say is that there were, even when they were traveling Kaharifayim, there were still a lot of people there, and each person was different. So that's just, again, the usual expression, because usually that's how it is. People have different opinions. That's natural. And that's also why the Mechilta, according to Mechilta, it says in the Pasuk, the word Sham. The word Sham is not trying to tell us a Kiddush, like Rashi. Rashi tried to say, it says Sham is a Yitzhar Lashon, it's an extra word, it's going to tell us how it was in all other places. No. According to him, it's trying to distress. What, what was the reason, or what was the reason for the difference over here? How could there be this level of Achdus that they had one opinion? That's something which is a miracle, it's something which is not natural. It's because the Yichan Sham is because they were, they were camping there. They were about to accept the Torah, that since they were camping there, it's there is stressing that where were they? There was Negadahar, which was to receive the Torah, and therefore the Torah was able to be Pa'il the Shlemus. So this is not something which is something which is natural. Rather, this is a Kayach that the Torah has, that the Kayach has the capability to be Pa'il the Shlemus uh, amongst the Jewish people, even in the Indian of Chukadeh. And according to Rashi, it's even Nachmer, that the Torah is able to be Pa'il and Aftis, not only when there's differences of opinions, but even in a situation when there's, when there's, there's complaining and machlekes kipshute amongst B'nai Yisrael. B'yichan sham Yisrael of kolshar kolchanias kvetumais machlekes. According to Rashi, even a greater hinge. Not only was it able to be payol shlemus because of the chuluk days that they usually had, but, but all other places, like why is the Pasuk telling us B'yichan sham Yisrael that over here, why does it have to tell us over here B'yichan sham Yisrael according to Rashi? Uh, and all other places with Machlaikas. Why is that relevant that all other places with Machlaikas? Because according to Rashi, he's trying to tell you even more so what the Chidosh of Torah was. That the Torah had such a Chidosh that it was even able to be pale and Achis amongst people that usually were fighting, literally fighting with each other. So higher that in the first Sicha of Chelech the first Sicha in Chelech HaPalach, the Rebbe focuses on more on Rashi. And the difference between Rashi and Mechilta, that according to Rashi, the Achdus came mitzad the hidden themselves, but according to Mechilta, the Achdus came mitzad the Torah. 
Therefore, he says that Rashi, he, he just brings the words of Yichan Shan Yisrael. He's trying to distress that. Where does the Achas come from? It comes from that they were Yisrael. They were Amah. But since Yichan Shan Yisrael, that it was Yisrael, that they camped there as one person, as meaning is that they, they were one nation. They were like one person, that there was a unity between them. That brought, that unity that they had, that brought to Lavach, that they also had one desire to receive the Torah. It was able to be filled such an Achas that even the Lavach, and even their opinions were the same. So usually, you could have achdus. You could have a lot of people that are very different, and you could have keish achad. Over here, the chiddush was well, that itself is a chiddush. Not that the ish that they had such a level of keish achad that there was able to bring, to bring the leiva. So the focus of, in that sif was how Rashi is telling us that the achdus that the yidden had on themselves that they were when they left Mitzrayim. They became a nation, and therefore the Yechida, the, the Etzim HaNefesh, which they had, became, became revealed. The Etzim HaNefesh, that all given are one, that was able to bring them also, not, not only Kishachad, because the Etzim was revealed, it was able to be pale even on the Ladach, and even how their minds and their hearts felt. That was the Kiddush. That the Yechida of the Nefesh, that Kishachad, that was able to affect not only the mice of the pale, and also, which, you know, those two things are connected. The mice and the pale is, it could be the same, and also that that's another one, is even able to affect how they felt emotionally and mentally. Well, according to the Mechilta, that Chiddush um, was, he doesn't mention Kisha, because according to him, it wasn't Mitzad the Achdus, which was of the Yidin, it was Mitzad the Achdus, which the Torah gave, that the Torah was able to be pale, uh, a certain Achdus amongst Yidin. So that's how the Rebbe explains in this Sicha. I know in our Sicha, there was really going to be focusing on the Mechilta, how the Torah was able to be Hushvul Lavachat. But the Rebbe does mention that even according to Rashi over here, that the Torah took the Tachus, which the Rebbe doesn't explain how that fits with the other Sicha. But the Pashas, the part is that even according to Rashi, why did they have that Achdus, Dafke, um, by Matan Torah? Why, why Dafke then? Why is it Dafke then when they were happy that had that Achdus and all other places not? Because even according to Rashi, it was the Torah that was able to reveal the natural achdus that they had. So the difference would be, according to this, that according to the Mechilta, the achdus was something which comes inside the Torah. The Torah is able to be pale on achdus on Yid. While according to Rashi, the Torah was able to reveal the natural achdus that the Yidin had inside themselves. That since they were encamping across from Har Sinai, therefore that, and preparing for Matan Torah, that was able to uh, uh, reveal the Achtas that the Yidin had inside themselves, which brought them to the Belay Vachat. So the Peo, the Achtas came because of th- that they were one, that they were Ishachat. But that itself, why did it happen then? That was the Pashas because of the Torah. So the, the Achtas was revealed through the Torah, but it was an Achtas that they had inside themselves. Well, Mechut was talking about the Achtas that they had inside the Torah. And the second part of the Sikha from Sif, Dalin and onwards, the Rebbe is going to explain that Hushu Levachat, he even uses that expression, which is Mechut's expression. How Torah is able to be pale, this union of Hushu Levachad, as we will see in a moment. But the Shaila is how exactly does is Torah pale the union of Sholem when there are differences of opinion? On the contrary, Torah has many opinions. There's many opinions in Torah. You have Beishama, you have Beisil, you have many times Machlekasin. So how could it be that Torah is what's pale, this union of Achdus, that there's only one opinion? Even though we know Halacha Lamaisa, everyone has to do, by the times of the Sanhedrin, when the Sanhedrin make a Psaqdin, Halacha, all the Bnei Yisrael follow that Psaqdin. But that's in the Megea Maisa Lepel. But in their Seichel and, and, and how they felt, there's still going to be different opinions of what was the correct Halacha. 
So to explain this, this is why the Pasuk tells us that the, that when did the Yidin camp by Har Sinai, this was the Chodesh HaShlishi that says B'nai Yisrael, Yisrael. It was on the third month when they left. And Chazal in general connect the Torah always to the number Shlishi, as we see in Shabbos, Pei It tells us that we thank Hashem, B'richach Mana, that He gave us the Yeroyim Tulisai, La'an Tulisai, B'lei Tulisai, B'yoyim Tulisai, B'yarchi Tulisai, that Hashem gave us the Torah which is, has three lights, Tur being Suvim, the nation has three lights, to the, the one who was born third, to Moshe, on the third day of preparation, to get the Torah during the third month of Sivan. So the idea is that the Torah is connected to the number three. And the explanation is, because the number one, shows when there's only one thing. Like we say, Hashem was yachid ba'ilamai on the first day of creation. Two shows on machlekes. That's why on the second day of creation doesn't say kitayv, because there was machlekes was created, the separation between the higher and the lower waters. But on the third day, it does say kitayv. It says it twice, because it also rectified the machlekes which was on the second day. So the uftu of the three is that it's miyachid between, miyachid between the, the other two. So three it's not just a, a three different opinions, but rather the third opinion is the able to be achid and unify and resolve the other two uh, opinions. And Alderatha, we, we find this idea in the mind of Chazal. It says, When you have two psukhan that seem to be a contradiction, and then you have a third pasik that resolves the two. So what's the pshad in this midah? So there is a machloik is how to learn this midah. Uh, the shlob brings it down. One opinion is the rivet. The Ravid explains this to mean that you could have two psukim, and which seem to be a contradiction. So the rule is you need to have you need to be able to resolve them to show how they're not a contradiction. For example, you have one pasuk that tells us that the Levim will get two thousand amos outside of the city, and then there's another pasuk that says they'll get a thousand amos outside of the city. So what is it? They're getting one thousand or they're getting two thousand. So the Chachamim explained that, it's actually Machlaikis, but one shot is 1,000 was for the attack, for the beauty of the city to leave it empty, and the other, the 2,000 was for the Tchum Shabbos, or Yerisi says 1,000 was to leave it empty, and 2,000 was for, uh, was for the, to have fields and vineyards. But the point is, the Ravid saying is that when you have two Psukim, you have to try to resolve it. I, how do we know that we're allowed to resolve it? Because we see the Torah does the same thing, that the Torah has sometimes two psukim that contradict each other, and then you have a third pasuk that resolves the contradiction. So that teaches us that we can do the same thing. But the Shalom brings from Midas Aramet, and he himself asks, he says, you can't learn it that way. That's not the Pshat in the Pasuk, in the, in the, in the Klal, because the Klal says that when you have two psukim hamakhich and zazah, you need achiyave, that, that they're arguing there's a contradiction between them until you have the third pasuk. It's clear from the Maimar Chazal, it's that you need the third Pasuk to be able to makriya between the, the prior two. So this Klal is not talking about a situation where you can have two Pasuk in that seem contradictory, but if you look at it a bit deeper, you can understand how they're not really con- contradicting each other. For example, by the, 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 the Levim, the city of Levim, it's understood that you can have many thousand, you can have 1,000 islands outside of the city to use for, two, uh, for one purpose, and then you can have the 2,000 which is used for a different purpose. It's not inherently a contradiction. So, but when there is an inherent contradiction, then you need the Torah to be able to resolve uh, uh, that, 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 that Indian. And what's the example that the Mechilta brings? The Mechilta brings an example from this week's parsha. It says in the Pasuk, the year of Havai al Harsinai, that Hashem came down on Harsinai and gave them Luchas. And he had to send the Sersh Nibbers. And then it says, later on in the parsha, that Hashem spoke to them from the heavens. So it's a Shiloh. 
from the beginning of the Pasuk says he came to earth, he came onto the mountain. So Hashem spoke to us from the mountain. The other Pasuk saying it was from the heavens. The heavens is the place that we as human beings are not able to see. That's somewhere which is above us, something which is unable to be seen. So was it from the arts? Did Hashem come down onto earth? Or was he speaking to us from the heavens? And that's not something that we can answer on our own. Was it from the Shemaim or Arth? What's the logical explanation for that? Rather, we need a third Pasuk that tells us what the Pshad is. What's the third Pasuk? The third Pasuk is what tells us in Devarim. Tells us in Devarim is that um, let me just get it. It says, that on the earth you saw his great fire, and from the heaven, you, you, you heard from the fires. Meaning is that on the Aretz you were able to see his fire, and from the Shema, and from the Shema you heard the voice. Right, so, it, so we can't give that explanation. Reading the Pasik, it tells us Hashem spoke from the heavens, that means Hashem was in heaven. The other Pasik says that he was on earth. How are we supposed to resolve that on? That's Mamash Shaspira. But when you have this third Pasik that tells us that what we saw on earth was the fire, and then the voice was heard in Shemayim, so then we can understand that there were two different, that, that, how the two Pasukim are not contradicting each other, but it's referring to two different things. One's referring to Hashem's fire, and one's referring to the Kerem of Hashem. So it's not contradicting each other, it's referring to two different things. But what we're seeing will be here is that the Shlishi, which is Makriya, is not machriya according to one or according to the other. Rather, the shlishi is showing how both are true. It's resolving both of them and showing that each one is correct in its particular uh, situation that it was referring to. And we have a similar idea also in halacha. It says that, that we have the shlishi, which is machriya b'neya. Halacha k'dibriya machriya. What's the reason? You have machriya between opinions. And then halacha is k'dibriya machriya. Why? So it's explained in Chassidus. The reason is because the third opinion is not being machri according to one or the other or partially according to each one, but rather it's giving, it's, it's showing how both are correct in, those, in each one, it's, its situation. It's resolving both of them. So it's kailo both of the ideas. So both of them are agreeing with the machriya. So it's kailo both of, uh, of the opinion and therefore it's being masking to both of those opinions. So according to this, the malachas could be the machriya because the machriya is really reconciling the other two opinions. I should point out that the Rebbe says in R brings from R29 that Lahayr, how this Indian is explained, Adar Halacha, that there's Adar Hanigla, that there's a Plutus Rishayim, how to understand Halacha Kedivri Machriya. I'm not going to go into it that much, but just to give you a little taste, how to show that Hasidus is learning how the Etzim, how the Pimis, the Amitis Indian, what that word is Halacha Kedivri Machriya, because Machriya is really Kailo, both of them. Adar Halacha and Nigla. There's, the Machloik is Rishonim. One opinion is that when you have two opinions that are arguing, and then you have a third opinion that comes in and agrees with one of them, so then you have two against one, so it's Achri Rabbi Lahatis. So he's Machriya, meaning it's like a scale, and then you have a second opinion, so he pushes the scale downwards, and therefore the Allah could give Machriya, because it's two against one, Allah could grab it. Second opinion doesn't like that, because that's just the regular rule of Achri Rabbi Lahatis. Rather, he says, no, the Bort over here is, we're talking about when there's a Machloikis, and within the Machloikis, there are different scenarios. For example, Opinion A says, this rule applies in the field, and even in the home, it's usher. In the, house, in the field, it's usher, and even in the home, it's usher. And the second opinion says, no, in the house, it's mutter, and even in the field, it's going to be mutter. They themselves are being mechalic between the sada and, let's say, the house. So the mechalic between two cases. And the mechalic, and they both recognize that there's a chiddush in each one. 
one that the house is a greater condition than the field, or the field is greater condition than the house, depending if you're being mopped or answer. And then you have a third opinion that, that's Bob Machriya and says, when you're in the house, it's Asr. When it's in the field, it's, it's Mutter. So what is he doing? He's being Machriya, basically. He's basically half like one, half like the other. So in such a scenario, when you halach, you can give Machriya, when he's Machriya, saying partially like one and partially like the other, the Chiddush is halach, you can give Machriya, that he's able to do that. It doesn't have to be, Achir Rav it's literally, he agrees with one opinion completely, so it's two against one. Even if the third agrees with each one partially, that is enough to be, uh, to basically be machriya. So it would be, either in the house, you have two against one, and in the field, you have two against one, one lomotor, one hatter, one lesa. So that would be another way of understanding it. But in, in, in halacha, how it's uh, understanding it, the, the, the usual scenario in Gemara is when they're not, the third opinion is not uh, both of the prior opinions and showing how each one is correct in its scenario. It's rather, it's being machriya because it agrees partially with one or partially with the other or, or both or just one uh, as a different way how the Rishonim learn. But either way, uh, that's how the Amos opinion of Akhra is. And the Rabbi continues that that Torah B'chalal is, is, is the Indian of Shlishi. Because the Indian of Torah is to be machriya. So therefore, even in situations where in Torah we'll have a machlaikis. And Begili, we're saying we're passing like one. By Rabba, we're passing like Rabba. There's no achra. But is even in that such a situation, there's really a achra. Why? Because once the Torah makes a psag din, the other opinion agrees to it. Especially, let's say, by the time of the Sanhedrin. The time of the Sanhedrin, you could have many, uh, you can have an argument amongst the Sanhedrin, uh, the Hatter and the Isser. Once the Sanhedrin made a psaqim, that was the halach of the And therefore, even those who said, uh, let's say the, the majority says it's motor, and the minority said it was also, even the ones that said it was also have to agree and say that it's Hatter, and they have to sign on the psaqim that this is something which was motor, because that's what the, the base did Paskin. So halach of that is the halacha. There it brings the R33 from the Sefer Klolim, Sefer Get Pashat. He says that when based on Pasan Salacha, since the Torah tells us, therefore the Miyutah, the Yonim, have to be their dust to the Svar of the Raid, and they're Mestarif with the Raid. Therefore, you don't have a concept of the Sanhedrin was Chasim. You only had 50, let's say it was 50 against 20. It's Chasim. No, the ones that disagree, the 20 or 21 that disagree, they're Mestarif. So it's really a Raid. The psaq is from the entire base then. Uh, it's interesting that the Rebbe brings my R31, a rugged chugger, about this concept. The rugged chugger questions when you have a situation where the basin's arguing, and there was a machlekes and a base then, what's what happens to the, 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 the minority opinion? Is the minority opinion still there? So, uh, but it's just a majority against the minority. So let's say, uh, you know, four against three. Or is the vart that they're, like, they're not there. So it's just four. There's four opinions that say it's mother. There's no one that says it's aser. You have just four that say they're mother. Or is the pshat that the three that said it was aser, then it's star, but now it's all seven that say it's mother. So is, again, the so option one is there's just still four that say it's mother, three that say it's aser, but we go after the, the right. Or is the vart, option two is that the roiv is the only one that remain, while the meat is kilu not there. So now you just have or is the fourth is that the mute is mustaf and now all seven are saying it's mother. And what's the nafkamina? So the if there's a few, one nafkamina would it be is let's say it actually made a mistake. 
So we know that uh, certain scenarios when it comes to payment, tashlumen. So if the basin makes a mistake in certain types of scenarios, they would have to pay the litigants. So who has to pay? If you're saying that they're mitzvah to the rive, then everybody has to pay. If you're saying that they're not there, well, or, or at least that they're still mechuyavim, then of course they wouldn't have to pay. So that would be an afkamina between the third and the first two. Another afkamina could be is, let's say we have a, like, we know we have a rule that if you have one basin makes the psaqin, and then you have a later basin that wants to, that argues with it, you're able to pass them, like, the, the later basin could be mevatel of the corner of the prior basin if they're greater in chapa and in numbers. So what does numbers mean? Numbers mean is that uh, they, they had more people, let's say uh, the prior basin says it's Hasser or made it Takana and the second basin wants some Vatla. So you need to have a larger basin than the first one. But the question is, what does the large basin need to be? So let's say the first basin had 50 that says it's, uh, they made the, we should make the Takana and 20 said, no, we shouldn't. So does that mean you just need more than 50? Or does it mean, do you need more than the entire 70? If you're saying that the mitzvah, then it's all 70 that are saying we should make this to That means the next basin would have to have at least 71. But if you're saying that it's just that they're not there, then you just need to have 51. This time that are saying you shouldn't make this particular tikkun, and you'd be able to be mavafu. So that would be interesting enough to mean this, whether you say that the mitzvah or not. But the pastor's, the Rebbe is saying, is the way how we hold, and he brings many sources, we hold that you will, they are mitzvah. Because that's the halacha l'maisa. Once the basin decides that that's the halacha, because akri rabbin lahabdis, since we hold akri rabbin lahabdis, then even the part that was arguing the pale agrees. Because there's, meaning is, even though the rabbin trevor might be talking about particular types of scenarios, but once the halacha is being made, at that point, then everyone agrees to it. So in the case of the rabbin trevor, you can say, um, for, 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 until the moment of the psaqin, that's really what's relevant for the Rabbi Trump's case. Who has to pay? Or if another basin comes, we look at how many decided it. After they made an aid of the everybody agrees to it. But how strong was that psaqin? Depends how many people were involved or, 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 or agreed to it. What we're talking about is after there's a pearl of psaqin. After there's a pearl of psaqin, everybody has to agree to it. Everybody has to follow that psaqin. Regardless if you're the meat or the ramen, you have to follow it. So everyone's pearl agreeing to it. So the Torah is making a shalom. Because everybody, at the end of the day, has to follow the halacha. But they're saying even more than that. It's not just that they follow the halacha, but it's through the halacha, they, they realize that this is the Ratzon of Hashem. That since the Torah says, Achri Rabbi Lahatis, that this is what the Torah wants, and this is the Ratzon of Hashem, to go Achri Rabbi Lahatis. This means, this is what Hashem wants to be done. And therefore, we have to follow, and therefore we need to understand this particular halach, and therefore the Mesamic, and they think more deeply into it until they're able to understand what the logic was, or understand why that logic was better than their own logic, or why Hashem wants that to be the halacha. So it has to be a greater level of depth to understand, uh, to understand it. What's the pshat? So the pshat is like this. It says that Zmarmar um, Chazal, that if, if, if they say that Chachma Begayim Tan, they say that there's chachma the you believe it. But if they say that there's Torah, you don't have to believe it. What does that mean? I mean, chachma is wisdom. That they can have, of course, many types of wisdom. But if they have Torah, they can't have Torah. Why? Because Torah has a certain mile that the goyim are unable to uh, pierce. They're not able to, to, to get. That mile, which is entire, only the yidin are able to uh, appreciate that and be able to uh, grab onto. I, 
but we know that the Goyim are able to appreciate the Chacham and because it says the Torah is So we know that the Torah is a wisdom and the Goyim are able to appreciate it. Doesn't make sense. If we're saying that they can't have Torah, that means it's not a Chacham, it's something which is greater than a Chacham. On the other hand, we're saying is that it is a Chacham, even the Goyim could appreciate that it's a Chacham. So what is the Torah? Is it Lamaila from Chachma or is it a Chachma? So the explanation is that Torah Be'etzim is higher than Chachma, but has an effect on the Chachma itself. That because of the quality and the Maila which is entire, even the Chachma which is entire is greater than a regular Chachma. That's an amazing idea. Torah has a Maila that upgrades um, the Chachma which is, which is in it. What's this Maila? The Maila is that Torah is Malash and Heirah. Torah is coming to teach us how to live. It's something which is relevant. It's a Bechein. Torah is telling us how we are supposed to live. A regular Chachma doesn't tell you how to live. A regular Chachma is explaining to us how things work. And it tells you to tell you many different scenarios. Let's say we're talking about Rafua. That's an example the Rebbe gives us medicine. So the, Torah, the medicine will tell you that if you behave in one way, this will happen. If you behave in another way, another thing will happen. And if you do a third option, different things will happen. And you know, then it will explain to you why, because how, how the body works, and the foods that you're eating, and the medicines that you're having. But it doesn't tell you how to act. It's just telling you many, how things work. And then what you do is, you take, if it's relevant to you, you take the things which are relevant to you and you apply it to your own life. Or maybe it's not relevant to you, but you and you're just learning it. Stam is a chachma. But it's, it itself is not telling you how to behave. It's just a chachma for itself. It's understanding how the world works, how the body works, how medicine works. Mashiach and Torah, it's not just understanding uh, uh, what the Torah is saying. No, the Torah is telling you how to live. You need to learn the Torah in a way that it's relevant lamaisa. If, if you learn the Torah, it's not, it's just something theoretical, something which is not relevant to so you're not learning Torah properly. Torah is something, the way I learn Torah is that it is relevant to your Maisa Bapayah. If you learn Torah when it's not relevant, it's not relevant to Allah, you're not getting to the, the truth of the Torah, the emiss of the Torah, the amphis of the Torah. In other words like this, and this will be my own words, not the Rebbe's words, but hopefully this will explain it. That when you're learning something because it's relevant to you, 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 you think about it much deeper. When it's something which you need to, let's say, even if let's say a med medical procedure, if you have to have a particular medical procedure or a loved one needs to have a, a particular medical procedure, you're not just reading the information as if you would read any other topic. You're reading it with much greater gravity. You're gonna ask a lot more questions. You're gonna be mamic in it and think much more deeply about it in order to make sure you're making the right decision. So whatever is relevant to you, you make a much greater effort. But even in this, there's a difference between Torah and other Chachmas. And because by, by all Chachmas, you'll have, that's the Tzad the Gavra. Meaning the Tzad the individual, if it's relevant, you'll, you'll put more effort into it. Which is also by Torah, something which is relevant. This is a story which is relevant to you. You put much more effort. So, so even a regular Chachma, if it's something relevant, theoretically you can have it. Torah is always relevant, so you always need to have it. While uh, Chachma, not necessarily only if it's relevant to you, you'll have it. So technically, Mitzad the Gavra, you can have it by both. True, Kamas-wise, Torah, even Mitzad the Kamas will have a, a mile on it. But it's something which is even by other, other Chachmas. But when we look at Mitzad the Chesa, the object, the object of Chachma, how it is on its own, is not telling you how to live your life. Torah, what is it? Torah is creating life, as we said, Yom Yom. Other Chachmas or laws 
is a byproduct of life. You have a life, and therefore you need to create laws that fit with uh, living in a particular society. Torah is, is, is not a byproduct. Torah is, is creating the life. It creates, it has the rules, and based on rules, life is created around them. So it's the chetzah. It's the chetzah. It, 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 it is telling you how to live. So why does that make a difference? So let, let, this is how you'd explain it. By other chachmas, you're learning the chachmah because it's relevant to you, that means you're approaching with a certain bias. The, the, the Chachm itself is telling you how things are, and since the Gavr is relevant, you'll put in effort, and you'll have certain biases. How is this relevant to me? What's the best decision for me? It's all about yourself. What is the best decision for me in this particular situation? So it's not looking at the Chachm, how the Chachm is. It, it's just taking the Chachm, how it is on its own, really, and just applying it to your own life. So therefore, it will come with a certain type level of bias because it's how is it relevant for me? And then the Chachma is going to conform to what you want. The purpose of that Chachma is really just to assist you in making your decision. Mash'egin, the Torah, the Torah is not there to help you make a decision. The Torah is telling you how to live. So if you come to the Torah and let's say you start learning it and you say, oh, there's four or five different opinions over here. And in my particular uh, situation, what would be the best uh, outcome? Uh, probably like option number C. Then you're not learning the Torah properly. If you're learning the Torah, how, what, is the, what is the best possible outcome for me? Then you're coming to the Torah with a certain bias. And it's not the shot that, you know, you're only getting part of the Torah. You're not getting the Torah at all. The Torah is the rats in Hashem. Hashem wants certain things to be done. Hashem wants to create life. If he wants these rules to create a certain type of life, he wants to make a dear betachtin in this world. If you take the Torah and you take certain ideas from the Torah and just apply it to how it's relevant to your life, you're not getting the Torah. You're just basically uh, utilizing the Torah for something that you want. So it's all about yourself. It's all about you. You're the gabber and you're utilizing the Torah for a way that would help you out. That's not the Torah. That's you. Masha'enkin, what is the Torah? The Torah is creating the rules. It is, the, sorry, not creating rules. It is the rules. It is the lessons. And that creates the life. We have to apply those rules to us. So therefore, we need to um, nullify our own uh, biases and our own desires and our own will and try to understand what does Hashem want. And that's a much greater level of Ankus because it's not just that you're working harder because it's relevant to you. It's more than that. Just because it's relevant for you won't be enough to be able to get to the atom of the Torah. It also has to be is that you have to mevavatu yourself, that you're putting yourself out of the equation in order to get to the Torah. Because if you're approaching it with that like you're a gaver and you need certain things, or you have certain views, or you look at the world in certain ways, or you have certain political orientations, and therefore this is probably what the Torah means, you didn't get the Torah. That's you. That's still all of you. And you're just utilizing the Torah for yourself. The Torah is, you need to understand the Torah how it is. What is Hashem's Ratzin? You have to listen to the Torah. That means you have to completely put yourself aside. And what is the Hayra? What is what Hashem saying? And that's why we know the Halacha, the Machlik is Beishamah, Beishamah, the Halacha is like Beishamah, why? Beishamah, it says, was actually much sharper, much smarter than the Beishamah. It says the Beishamah works were humble. So because of the humility of Beishamah, they were able to put themselves to the side. They were able to put their own Netiyas, whether it's Beishamah, we know it's Chesed, Beishamah, they were able to put their Netiyas, their own biases to the side. And see what what does Hashem want. That's why sometimes you have Beishamai Lakula, Beishel Lachumra, because they had that bittel saying this. With through that bittel, they're able to listen to what Hashem is saying through the Torah and able to know what Hashem wants. And sometimes it's the Chumra, sometimes the Kula, regardless of what your bias would have been. 
So that's Mitzat, because the etzim of Taira is Hayra. So if the etzim of Taira would just be a Chachma, then it's how do I apply it to my own life? Then it's just like any other Chachma, and you take it as you want. But over here we're saying it's not how it's relevant to you. Maybe it's bad, maybe, the Chatzainius at least, it looks like this is not the best option for you. The best option would be not to do with the Tyrus as Bichitzainius externally. But of course, Bichitzainius, uh, but that's what the Tyrus says. And of course, Bichitzainius, that is, of course, the best option for you. Bichitzainius, if following the Torah, of course, is definitely the best option. But the point is, your own Seichel, you wouldn't have come to that conclusion. Your own Regish wouldn't have come to that conclusion. It's because the Torah, the Chatz of the Torah, is telling you how to behave, and it's commanding you to behave that way. And the only way to be able to reach that and understand what Hashem wants is not through your own feelings, but rather through a level of bittle and putting yourself aside to be able to have that. And that takes a much greater level of depth uh, in learning Torah. And that's why he chachmas, therefore the going can't get that. The, the Torah wasn't given to them. The Torah was given to be. Then only we have the capability uh, to have that relationship with Hashem, a relationship with the Torah. Because Hashem gave the Torah to us, and it has to do with our, our neshama as well with Hashem. Therefore we have that capability. Since the Torah and uh, Torah, Yisrael and Hashem are one, therefore we're able to have that essential connection to the Torah. But because of that essential connection and that essential recognition of what a Ratz and Hashem is, that affects our mind, ultimately, that our mind is able to understand the Torah to a much deeper level because it's not being weighed down by our own limitations. Because ultimately, your biases and all, and your ways how you think is actually a limitation on the Torah. So with the bit, you're able to reach a much greater level of depth because it's what Hashem Ratzon is, what Hashem's Chachm is, and that's much greater than we could have had on our own. That's why he Chachmas Menachem The grain recognize that. Wow, what a great Chachma. Why? But they can't get that Chachma on their own because they don't have the bit that helps them reach the ultimate, the ultimate believable type of Chachma. And this is the purpose. And that's why in, in the Shas, the Shas starts off with the halachas of Krishna, and finishes off with Why? Because it starts off with Kabbalah Saul. You cannot learn Allah unless you have Kabbalah Saul. And what's the mitis of the Torah? The ultimate essence, truth of the Torah is when you come to Allah Lamaisa. When you come to Allah Lamaisa, that is the Ratzon Hashem. That is the ultimate level of Ennis. And the Rebbe adds a point. Why? Why can't you learn, let's say, Torah, uh, just for Torah's sake itself, without, without knowing Allah Lamaisa? without it affecting your life in some type of way, in a high-raw type of way. Why not? He says, because Torah is MS. MS is something which is true from, from A to Z, from al to Sat. It needs to be true from uh, uh, the entire spectrum, from Seichel to your Midas, to your action, to your Mamish. If you can only have this in your Seichel, but it doesn't fit with your Mice Lepel, then it's not the truth of the Torah, because it's limited. It's only in your Seichel. When do you know that this is true? Is that when, the, when this union of Torah is able to penetrate every aspect from, uh, of, of the Seichel, the Midas, and the Mites of the Torah? Because Amos is in every Dargis, in every single level. If it's only true in certain scenarios, in certain places, then it's, not, then it's not the ultimate level of truth. That's why if a person learns Torah, but he's not learning it, he's learning it, that he's not learning the Torah, as I said before. You're just learning it like any other Chachma. So then you're just taking certain rules of logic or ideas, and you're applying it to your own life. But that's not the Torah. That's not the lesson of Hashem. This isn't the Ratzon of Hashem. Torah is the Ratzon of Hashem. When do you have the Ratzon of Hashem is when you're able to bring it the Halach Lamaisa. Once it's Halach Lamaisa, then you know it's Amis. Because only Amis is able to reach from the Seichel until Halach Lamaisa. And this, as I said, this is especially true by the time of the Sanhedrin, when they literally uh, would make 
uh, laws that would be binding to all the B'nai Israel. But the same thing is even true nowadays when you have a base in a court that makes a certain psaq, then that's the halacha. And that's why also they look at the end of the Shnais, the end of the Shnais says, It finishes off with the idea of peace because the ultimate purpose of the Torah is to make peace. What is the peace, the Shalom that's being made? Is that even those who argued initially recognize that I thought one way, this could be, this is part of the Seich of the Torah, it is MS, because it is the Torah, but it's not MS Lamita, it's not the ultimate level of truth. The difference between MS and MS Lamita is there's MS how it is on its own madriga, like you have an emes, let's say a chachma. Within a chachma, this is a true idea. But it's not emes lamita because how it would be, let's say, uh, let's say uh, ideology. It's an emes ideology. Uh, but if you prefer the mice of a pile, it's going to be, it's going to be like communism. It's going to completely uh, backfire. So sometimes you can have, like, theoretically, certain things could work, but the uh, pile will never work. Then you can have something which is emes lamita that it works not just in seicha, but it works even papel mamish. That's Amis Talmite, that's Halach Lamaisa. So therefore, the individual that had the other opinion, he recognizes, yes, what's the Amis Talmite? It's not the one that's the Rex Hashem. Therefore, he will be Nisyagia, he will be Nisamik. He will work harder to be able to understand what Halach Lamaisa is. Uh, and this is, uh, the Rebbe gives an example of this from the story of Rebbe Gamliel and Rebbe Yeshua. That the story was that Rebbe Gamliel um, and his days in Pasim, that the Kippur was on a particular day, and Rebbe Yeshua, who's actually a greater expert in astrology, uh, astronomy said that actually Yom Kippur was the following day. So Rabbi Gamliel felt that he had to empower the Beisdin. If not, if people follow, some people did what he did, and what he wanted, and some other people did, Rabbi Yeshua would have caused the big machlaikis. So as the Nasi of the Beisdin, he said, Rabbi Yeshua, you have to come to me on the day that you think is Yom Kippur with your, um, with your, um, your walking stick and your money. And that's what he did, Rabbi Yeshua. So the Shaila is, why? Why did he have to do all three things? He first of all he was walking. Walking is he's leaving the Tchum Shabbos or Tchum Yom. Second thing is he was caring because he had a stick, so that would have been Hetzah. And then the third thing is he had money, which would have been Moksa. Why did he have to have do all three of those things? Why wouldn't it have been enough for him just to walk and you know be Chal Tchum Yom? Then everyone would have known. Oh, it's uh, clearly he doesn't hold that uh, that day's Yom Kippur. He's following the Rebbeim Liel said. Why do you need? Why did he have to show that? This day was a weekday by doing three acts which usually would have been prohibited on Yom So the pshat that the Rebbe gives is, because if he only would have done one of those things, then it, it could have been perceived that, oh, Rebbe Gamil told me he has to do it. So therefore he's doing the bare minimum. Really, it's Yom Kippur. But since there's a lot you need to follow the days then, even if they tell you the right is left, left is right. So he has to follow the bare minimum. Therefore he's going to do Tchum Shabbos. He's going to be over on the Tchum, or he'll carry a stick. But he's not going to bring his money. In order for him to show that it's Mamash a weekday, he has to show that everything that has to do with him holds that it's a weekday. Therefore, he, he's walking, not only when he's walking, but even the stick that helps him walk, which you know was something extra. He didn't need to have the stick, I mean, the stick he brings with him. And not only a stick which is helping him walk, but even money, which is something which is completely outside of him. It's not even helping him walk. It's just money that you would use to purchase something. Even that he brings with him. Why? Because Rabbi Yeshua agreed completely with Rabbi Gamliel, as we see from the Hamshuk of the Mishnah over there in Rosh Hashanah. The Mishnah tells us that Rabbi Yeshua met Rabbi Akiva, and Rabbi Akiva told them that it says in the Pasuk, it says that these are the holidays that you will call, which you will make. And he says, the Chazal tells us, that you are the ones that make the Yomtev. Which means is that Beisdin establishes what they will be Rosh and therefore, based on what they will be Rosh will be the Yomtev. Even if they made a mistake, even if they purposely 
uh, did something wrong, even if it was accidental, even if they were negligent. Whatever basin decides is Rosh Chodesh, that is Rosh Chodesh, and Yom Kippur will be, or Yom Kippur, let's say, will be 10 days after that they established, even if they made a mistake. So then Rabbi Shu was very happy because he realized that even if he was right, it doesn't matter. So yes, he knew when the moon would appear, the new month would start. That's irrelevant to when the Kedusha of Yom Kippur will be Chal in this world. When this Kedusha of Yom Kippur Chal, it's when the basin decides it's going to be Chal, and the basin decided something else. Therefore, Rabbi Yeshu agreed. And this is an example of where you had a Machlechus. And but Papaya, once there was the Psaq Din, there was Machir, there was Sholem, there was Hachura. So, so there wasn't a Hachura Papaya, because they still argued. But once there was the Psaq Din, the Pneumius, there was a resolution. What was the resolution of Rabbi Yeshua? The resolution was that once Basin makes it, that day is of Yom, is Rosh Kodesh, and therefore Yom Kippur would be 10 days later. That's what the Torah says in Yom Kippur. That's when the Kedush Bichal, and that's when the Torah is Machai, you to fast, b'chul, b'chul. So there was a resolution. There was shalom and peace between them. Now we can understand what the Mechilta is saying. And we got to Har Sinai, and we were negative to Har, preparing for Har Sinai, preparing for Matan Torah, the, the, the preparation for Matan Torah was able to have them push the Since the essence of what Torah is, is the union of shalom. What is Torah? Torah is the resolution. Torah, that the Torah was given to bring peace to the world, meaning is it's to follow the Ratzin of Hashem. So when the Yidim were by Har Sinai, what were they preparing for? They were preparing for Nasa Nishma, that whatever Hashem tells us to do, we will do, and then we will understand. Nasa Nishma, the Kabbalists all came first. So when they were preparing for that, it was Kushtu They all decided as one that we will follow what the Ratzin of Hashem is. I maybe the way I would understand it, maybe one way, and the second guy would understand it a second way, a third guy a third way. Fine, so we all understand it differently. But Papayo, what is the halacha? What is the emiss of the Torah? The halacha of the Torah is what Hashem wants. And that's what they were preparing for by Matan Torah, that Nasa Benishma, we will accept whatever Hashem wants us to do, halacha labaisa. What Hashem tells us to do, that's what we're going to do. So therefore, it's Balavacha, that they all accepted one, Nasa Benishma, we will accept whatever Hashem does, and we will understand it. And the Nishma comes second. Why? Because even if initially they would have understood it differently, but Papayo, when you have the Nasa, then you know the nish- if maybe your nishma was wrong. But when you have the nasa, then you know your nishma has to follow that nasa. That your nishma has to understand what, what was the error. Or why is this a, a greater level of chachma? Or why is this the ruts of Hashem? Even though initially I thought it would not have been. And that's the chiddush of the mechilta, that is with tzadatari. It doesn't mention ishacha b'lavacha. Because it wasn't tzadatari of Yisrael, like Rashi was saying. Over here is tzadatari, which is in Tyre. The Tyre, um, elevates us all, and elevates us to a level that the Torah is creating the life. The Torah is creating how we're going to be on this world. And what's relevant is the Ratzin and Hashem. So the Torah is telling us how to act, how to conduct ourselves, and everybody's obligated to follow that. And they even all together accepted the Torah. Uh, and therefore, there was this achdus uh, between them.